Hi team, this is the Be Real With Us podcast by The Path to Goals on a mission to help you quit yo-yo dieting forever, eat foods you love, embrace the strength of lifting heavy ass weights and cultivate an undeniable level of confidence that inspires women around you to do the exact same. We are certified nutritionists and personal trainers who just wanna be real with you when it comes to nutrition, strength, and mindset. We specialize in behavior change, hormones, metabolism, sleep, stress, recovery, and mindset. If you are frustrated by all the conflicting information floating around on the internet, well, don't worry because we are here to call out the bullshit and help you stop overthinking and start doing. Billions of these humans, humans. spinning on a ball of confusion. confusion. Some kids I went to school with, school with. gave up on their dreams, they said, screw it. Screw I it. said, oh, I'm going to make some music. Even if they tell me it won't do shit. I do it. Damn, I fucking knew it. I'm blowing up quick. I said, boom, bitch. I could give Hello, a the Path to Goals team. Welcome back. We are so excited to... Uh, talk about today's topic. Today we have Miss Denise Vo, our head assistant coach here at the Path to Goals. Hello. Uh, oh, hello. Welcome, welcome, Miss Denise. <laughs> yes, I'm sure all of you guys know who Denise is. She's posting like three times a day <laughs> and she posts her now. coaching corner <laughs> topics. But before we get into the actual topic, Denise, I would love for you to introduce yourself um, give a little backstory on your certifications, your own personal journey, and maybe we can chat about how this path of all three of us came together. Yeah, for sure. Well, hello everyone. I'm coach Denise, a coach at the path to goals. My I'm certified. I'm a board certified behavior analyst, which is just a really fancy word to be like, I'm specialized in behavior change. Um, certified in nutrition, sleep, stress, recovery, as well as personal training and mindset emphasis in acceptance commitment therapy. I also love cooking. I'm not a certified chef or anything, but I'm also going to just put that in there. She's a chef. going to be part of it. And meal into like a gourmet meal. I'll make a certification for it and I'll yeah. add it in. <laughs> Um, but my journey, wow, it's been such a journey. I think it fully started in 2020, though, when, you know, we all got furloughed and I had to really figure out what I wanted to do with my life. And I decided to, you know what, I'm going to learn more about nutrition, learn more about fitness and strength, because that was what I could do at that point. It was really important for me to get healthy, um, especially with everything that was going on before. It just felt like I was just like, kind of mindlessly going through life, like overworking a lot, feeling really burnt out, being in a lot of social settings and situations, um, that 2020 was kind of like, okay, let's do something. Let's make a change. And so I decided to get really into nutrition, really into fitness. And I think that's when Shantae, you saw me mm -hmm. doing that. And I think this is a great kind of topic is that I created this like fake, not fake Instagram. I created like this Instagram where like none of my friends knew who I really was. And I just started posting a bunch of like workout videos and my progress pictures and my um, food that I was making. And I really loved that space. I'm like, this is really cool. Um, and then from then on, I think after that, um, I guess you found me, I would say, right? And you're like, hey, Denise, <laughs> it looks like you're really, <laughs> what are you doing? It looks like you're really passionate in this thing. It's really cool. Do you want to join on and being a coach? And I was like, yeah, this sounds amazing. Like, this is everything that I want to do. Um, but I would say that's kind of how it started. I, I think it's, there's still a lot more to, to go with oh, that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the 
just watching the transformation happen through social media, I was just so impressed and inspired, mostly impressed because there was just, there's just not a whole lot of BCBAs who are that dedicated to their health and fitness and publicly posting about it. You know, um, I was one of the only ones, I mean, there's a couple other people, but, um, you weren't like pursuing anything in like Mm -hmm. as a career. Mm -hmm. So that, that's what interested me the most. Like you were just doing it for fun. (laughs) (laughs) Like like the, the other behavior analysts in the field that were doing health and fitness, like they're pursuing a career in it, but you weren't, you were just doing it for fun and, you know, posting about it. And I thought it was so inspiring. And I remember telling Alyssa about it. And I, if you guys didn't know, I think I briefly mentioned this in one of the earlier episodes, but Denise and I actually used to work together at an agency, at an ABA agency. And Denise actually used to be my supervisor. (laughs) (laughs) She actually used to be my supervisor. And I remember when she got furloughed um, and I asked her, I remember where I was in my living room because we were texting and I said, oh, so what are you going to do? And she's like, I'm just going to get really fit. (laughs) (laughs) Just like straight, like I'm gonna get fit. I'm gonna get fit, and I'm like, okay. (laughs) And you know, I didn't really think anything of it because to me, at that point, Denise was very like social and drinking a lot and partying on the weekends, and you know that whole thing. And um, so we didn't quite connect when we worked together because our lifestyles were so different. Mm -hmm. Um, So when she said that, I was like, oh, okay. Well, good luck. I'll um, be watching you. Yeah, yeah. I'll be watching. Wish you the best. <laughs> but here's the thing about Denise: like, she says she's gonna do something, and then she fucking does it. <laughs> and I hadn't learned about that. I learned about that of her yet. Um, and then you know, like six, seven, eight months later, she's like shredded. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> it, it, it seemed like it just happened so fast. Yeah. Um, and at that time you know, I had plans to obviously expand and I wanted to originally build a team of behavior analysts. And when it was time to bring somebody on, like Denise was the first person that I thought of. I mean, there was really nobody else, but I mean, you proved that you were in it. Um, and so I think you were surprised. I mean, what do you, yeah. what were your thoughts when oh I texted you? It was October, it was October, 2021. I was in a car. You're in the I car? get a text. Yeah, I think so. And I get a text from Shantae and you're like, Hey girl, like just checking in if like you'd be interested. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, Oh, cool. This is like, yes, let's do it. Let's book a call. I didn't think too much of it. I just like told everyone, I'm like, she thinks I'm fit, you guys. <laughs> like, she wants me to help. Like, that's cool. And I was like, this is who have, would have done, like, that would have been, like, the best day of my life. Like, if I could have oh. gone back there, I would have, like, hit you up. I've been like, hey, Shantae, like, please take me sooner. <laughs> um, yes, I love it. But, yeah, I mean, I think what happened was that after I did that, I wanted to keep a journal diary of just, like, pictures and thoughts without needing to like have have a physical planner. And so Instagram was like the best way to do it for me. Like Mm -hmm. I really just took a picture and posted it. That's, that's how Instagram originally started. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it was made for. 
<laughs> yeah, you take a picture of it. And I think back then, the reason why I made a different one was because I think we all still struggle with this now is that we feel like we need to curate this like perfect picture life of ours on Instagram. And we only show the best things. And so back then I, I felt like I don't want my friends to think I was weird or I didn't want them to be like, oh, why is she getting fit? Or like, what is this? I just didn't want to hear that. Right. I just wanted to do it on my own. Mm-hmm. And so that was really cool. And, and and then they actually slowly caught on. And, you know, there was like a, a few comments here and there. And at the same time, they're like, whoa, this is cool. Like you're doing all of these things. Um, but I do think that's an important topic to talk about, especially when we're working in confidence with with Instagram and social media is the reason why we don't do it or we stop posting or even practicing is that we just keep thinking about what other people are going to think about what we do or say. Oh, a hundred percent. I think that is a lot of what um, people hold people back or they adopt this identity of, well, I'm just a really private person. I hear that a lot. Mm -hmm. It's really private, um, but they have no problem going on other people's social media and seeing what they're doing and watching their stories. Right. Um, Alyssa, I, I don't feel like you've ever been the type of person to be shy on social media. <laughs> We're like, challenges with that. I feel like you've always been like, you know, Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so funny today. Cause I scrolled all the way to the bottom of my Instagram, like back in 2012. Cause I was mm-hmm. like, I was making a reel today and I was like, I have no pictures of me um, in my before journey, like hardly anything, none of my camera roll. And so I was like going through my Instagram, trying to find something. Well, and you're right. We started before social media. What was that's, that? That's one thing. We started our transformation, well, like right, right when Instagram was barely anything. Right. Instagram was barely anything. Yes. We had Facebook. And since yeah. then, we probably deleted most of the pictures on Facebook because they were not cute. Yeah. I don't think I posted <laughs> things on Facebook. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Facebook, I definitely have some pictures going back, but it was just like travel. But anyways, yeah. 2012 is right when we got on it. And that was right when we started our journey. And Mm -hmm. I had a, and it was right when we um, were doing, getting into the bikini competition, like our first competition. And so I did have some before pictures, but it was hardly anything. Uh, But yeah, the posts I would make were just like, they were so bad. Um, (laughs) But, you know, I've always been sort of outgoing anyways, just kind of growing up and very That's just your personality. social. So you're right. Yeah. I, I think posting wasn't really scary to me. I think for the first time, like actually talking oh, on yes. my stories was a little nerve wracking. Um, oh, yeah. I remember that. I remember actually telling you, you need to talk on your stories. And you're like, <laughs> I, I, and you're like I'm, I'm waiting. Oh, yeah. I forget what you said, but something about like ripping off the bandaid. You're right. I need to just rip off the bandaid. Oh my gosh. I don't you even remember that, that conversation. Because what was it regarding? Started, well, you were um, starting your Arbon journey. It was Arbon. Okay. That's what <laughs> I got to say. So and you were posting a lot and I was like, you need to talk on your stories. And you're that's like, oh, I know. I'm just so nervous. Right. I just need to rip the bandaid off. See, okay. This is one thing about me and Shantae. I have the worst freaking memory and Shantae knows everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I could have sworn it was around the Arbon time that yeah. I was getting into sales and selling on social media. Um, and I remember it was the story thing that like tripped me up. Mm-hmm. And then once I got going, I just wouldn't shut up. And I had to like 15 stories. Yeah. <laughs> it, was hor- it was bad, but. It trips everyone up. Shantae, you said that to me too. I think I was at mm-hmm. your house and you're like, just rip the bandaid off. And I was like, okay, <laughs> here we go. Which and I think so- they're. 
Go ahead. I was going to say, I think the reason why is that like, after you do it, you're the only one watching yourself. So then we become self-critical. We're like, why did I sound like that? Oh my gosh, why is my hair like that? Did I say that right? And honestly, no one cares. Yeah. Like, no one cares about <laughs> No one cares. They're probably not even watching you or paying attention or they only watch yeah. half of it. Don't finish the full story and then they skip to the next. Yeah. Yeah. That's something that took me a while to learn as well, because I really did think that people were sitting and watching all 15 of my stories. <laughs> you know? So I, you know, but I mean, well, that's, I was, the but... yeah, well, I knew Alyssa was, <laughs> was the only one commenting back. Um, <laughs> she and my, and my mom. Stories. Yeah. Yeah. And, and your mom. Um, I knew that when I went on, I would at least get a reaction from Alyssa and Alyssa's mom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of really uncomfortable feelings that come with exposing yourself on a platform where you feel like people are watching you, right? You feel like people are judging you. You feel like maybe people are going to pick apart the way that you speak, how you say things, how you look, uh, all of those things. And, you know, um, even though we are coaches, you know, business owner, we are on social media, that's almost comes with a job, right? Um, we were doing this stuff before all of this, um, you guys. And so along with what Denise was saying about publicly posting her stuff, um, my Instagram, the path to goals used to be a personal lifting diary for me. When I was powerlifting, I was just posting all of my lifts on there and talking about it and just being super excited about it. And then the day that I um, decided that I wanted to do this, I wiped everything out and just started posting for the business. Um, but social media is such a fantastic tool to really help you build confidence and exposing yourself and sharing with the world what you're doing. There's actually research to support this. Public posting is a form of self-accountability. And so if you're looking for ways to hold yourself accountable, post it on fucking social media. Nobody cares. I trust, I, I, like, I, I assure you that nobody is watching you as closely as you think you are. So yeah. Yeah. And even if they are, I think what I used to also tell myself is like, who cares? Like, no. you know, who cares? Even if they are judging you, it's some people, maybe acquaintances or people from high school that you never talked to. And if they are mentally judging you, one, you'll never know because <laughs> they're yeah. not going to tell you. And mm -hmm. two, so what? So yeah. what? Just show up yeah, as authentically you? That's one thing I love about Alyssa. She's exactly like my husband. They, they literally do not give a fuck about <laughs> Like they'll do whatever and they will not care. And I've just been so fascinated with that type of mindset because I'm not like that. Well, I mean, it might seem like that because of how I present myself on social media, but let me tell you, I, I perseverate over some shit sometimes, you know, because I do, I, as much as I would love to say like, Oh, I just don't care what anybody thinks. That's not fucking true. I do care. <laughs> I do care. I care a lot. Um, I hate it. And I really, <laughs> I really wish I was more like Alyssa and my husband where they just, you know, live their life and go about their day and not think about it or will post something and say, yeah, that was done, but Oh, well, and then I just move on. Um, uh, Denise, I kind of feel like you're a lot like this too. What do you think? Yeah, I would say, so just going back on like posting and caring I, and as an accountability is that what you do or what you can do when you start this like public posting on social media is that it actually translates in real life. Like you show mm -hmm. up more like you and the reason why you might be afraid or care what other people think is when you, there's like that self-doubt, like, hey, if I post this, 
what if I don't follow through? Or what if this happens, which then this person's going to say this, or what if I do this? And then, so like, I think social media is such a great way to build connection if you're purposeful in doing so. Mm -hmm. Like if you just kind of like try to think so much about what other people think about you. And let's say like you do care. I think you care in a way though, Shantae, of like you want to give the impact that you're intending to, right? Like Mm -hmm. you want to make sure like you're understood. And that's what most people want to feel. They want to feel like they belong. They want to feel like they're understood. And they're scared if they're like going to show who they are or what they're working through. Or Mm -hmm. if it's not perfect, people are going to like start to say things. And then that kind of like adds into the self-doubt and fear. For me, I do care what people think. And at the same time, I don't care. Like I care Mm -hmm. and I don't care. So I'll do things. And if someone needs to say something to me, like let's have a conversation, I would be more than open. And if I don't know you that well, so like you can't even have my number to talk to me, I actually don't care if you can't even reach me, if that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's a healthy balance. Um, I think it's hard to say that you don't care at all, right? But it just really depends who is... You're giving yeah. you feedback where it's coming from, how it's um, coming. Mm-hmm. Sorry, there's like a random person outside of my window. Like, <laughs> 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 um, <clears throat> yeah. And so, yeah, I agree. That's definitely important. And I love that you said that I care about being understood. Um, I would say Denise, Alyssa, and my husband are the only people in my life that actually <laughs> And so it is a little frustrating when I do act like my, myself or I show parts of myself and that gets misinterpreted or judged. Um, I get really upset about it. And I it really does affect me uh, because I don't try to be anybody but myself. But there are different um, parts of me that um, sometimes I show, show on social media and sometimes I don't. Sometimes I get great feedback and sometimes I don't get great feedback. Um, or I get labeled, you know, things like aggressive and judgmental and anyways, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I absolutely love this topic. And so, um, Denise, what do you think is usually, you know, cause we work with a lot of clients and we're always mm-hmm. encouraging <clears throat> women to post on social media and share their journey and, you know, just, yeah, just share what they're doing differently. Um, what do you think? keeps women stuck the most when it comes to that aspect of their journey? Yeah, the being in your own head of getting started. Like we just spend all day in our own heads on like, we want to do this, this might feel good. And then like, it's just the getting started part. And it really is about just getting started started and doing the reps. I think it's also the scary part is like, they're, we're all trying to change ourselves. We're trying to become a better us and change our our identity. And I think they're probably thinking, well, what if my circle of friends or influence don't support me? Or what if they think differently of me? So again, I might not belong. And so I would say that's what may be keeping and probably is keeping a lot of us stuck from like sharing. And there's the other possibility too. Well, just start and see what happens. You don't even know you haven't tried and it's in the reps that you practice and get better and better. I mean, if you saw me like talking in any of this, or if you go back in my social media a long time ago, it's really cool that I've grown and progressed. Like, that's what I'm so proud of, right? Like, I want people to see all my mistakes. And if this is something that I'm still learning to speak better, great. Like, how cool is it to be a model that you've been working on becoming a better you? And then you get to show, like, your kids or the people around you, like, it's okay to show up imperfectly. Like, that's how life is supposed to be. And that's how you're supposed to learn. Um, so I hope those of you who are, like, still stuck, 
just do the post, just get started. Then you get to build that evidence for yourself that you are who you say you are. You are going to do what you say you will do. Because if the whole time you're like, I want to pose and then you don't do it, then you just keep telling yourself like you're not someone who can do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what I love about social media is like there, it's such a great platform. And of course people can misuse it and it could be a time suck and a whatever, a time waster. But I've met so many freaking cool women um, in many different journeys and circles, whether it be mom circles or fitness um, or nutrition or back in the day, you know, when I was social selling, um, it just brings together people. And I think putting yourself out there allows you to draw other people, maybe new people into your circle that you want to level up with. And so if you are changing your lifestyle, if you're trying to become a better version of yourself, um, and like you were saying, maybe your friends do fall away um, and hopefully not. Hopefully they grow with you. Right. But maybe you start to attract in other people that are leveling up their life and pursuing the same things that you are. Yeah. And maybe it for, provides you with other opportunity. I know um, Denise mentioned something earlier about speaking better. Gosh, you could use social media. If you have if you struggle with speaking in front of people, maybe even just at your company, at your agency, and that is stopping you from getting a promotion or getting an advancement somewhere in your career or taking on new projects because of that one specific fear of what other people are going to think or you you believing in your thoughts of I'm not smart enough or I can't do that or I don't speak well, I don't speak or and you start comparing yourself to other people like I don't I'm not as smart as her. I don't speak as well as her. Um, so you could use social media to practice. That is literally how I built confidence with speaking. And so I want to share actually a little story, kind of my own limiting beliefs and what I have believed so many years before I even started this business. Um, I've shared this story on my posts, but when I was in elementary school, we were sitting in a circle, um, with, it was some sort of like assignment to tell time. We were learning how to tell time. And, um, the teacher called on me. I didn't fucking raise my hand, but she wanted, <laughs> she called on me anyways, like, cause I never participate. And she, and she was, uh, asked me what, the answer was, what was the time? And I lied and I pretended that I couldn't see it, that it was blurry. And she was very concerned and called my mom and told my mom what she, what happened. My mom was freaking out. She took me to the eye doctor. It was like this whole thing, like this entire thing. And it was all because I was terrified of saying, I don't know. I was terrified of saying, I don't know. I was terrified and saying the wrong answer. I didn't want to sound like, like an idiot or that I was stupid. And it just turned into a bigger issue than it really was. I could, I, all I had to do would just say, I didn't know the answer. And that would have been that. Um, but my mom took me to the eye doctor and lo and behold, (laughs) never needed glasses. My mom thought it was so weird. And then I moved on. Um, but that story carried with me throughout so many stages of my life because I really struggled in school and because I wasn't confident in school and I wasn't doing well, I sat behind in the back of the classroom, never participated. And I bought into the idea that I'm just not smart enough. I don't speak well. I'm not as smart as the rest of my classmates. So I would hide and my grade suffered because of it. There's this one time in college, I was taking this Holocaust class and we were reading all of these books and they were pretty... I mean, some of these books I couldn't really understand, honestly, like they were very advanced and mm-hmm. I was 
sleep reading the chapters. But we had part of our grade was active participation. And halfway through the semester, I was getting like a D and I was obviously very concerned. And so I went to my professor and, you know, during office hours and asked her how I can get this up. Oh my God. Like I get chills like (laughs) thinking about it because she went like three inches from my face, looked me dead in the eyes. And she's like, you need to talk. (laughs) She's like, (laughs) she's like, how you learn is through speaking and explaining what you are learning. And so if you're sitting in the back of the classroom, avoiding all these questions that I'm asking, your grades are going to stay the same. And I, my eyes started swelling up with tears because I knew she was right. And she was, she was literally like tugging on like my, in my insecure, my insecurities. And I walked out of the, the room with like my tail between my legs. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, and so for, yeah, for the years, that was like my story. That was my story. I did not want to speak in front of people. I was terrified of sounding stupid. I was terrified of um, sounding like I didn't know what I was talking about. And social media was literally the one thing that really helped me grow confidence in teaching, really. I mean, I would just go on my stories and start teaching about nutrition and fitness and talking and l- allowing people to see me as I was going through this learning process. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to share that with you guys because mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you do carry these deep rooted thoughts that you don't know where they come from. And it really kind of just stems down. What, what are your beliefs growing up? What did your parents tell you? How did you do in school? What did you... What was your level of socialization and popularity in high school? Did you get bullied? Like all of these things tie into your confidence and how you show up in different ways. Yeah, for sure. I love that. I think what's important to note is that the brain is primitive and it doesn't understand the feedback it's getting. So like for you, like being scared throughout school and talking will like gave you this anxious feelings and it doesn't know that it's a teacher telling you or like a lion chasing you. It does not know that that's what's happening. It just goes, oh my gosh, like I need to stay safe. And so I think it's important for people to know like fear, fear's job is to keep you the same. So what we can practice is like practice doing things differently and trying and seeing how that feels. Because if we just stay there, it sucks either way, right? You're like, this is going to suck, but this sucks right now. So like, what do you, what are we going to do? And I think also we're moving towards an age where it's all going to be online. We're all going to be on social media now, right? So if we don't practice now, we start to model behaviors to our kids and to future generations that social media is this place to be really scared of and to compare with each other and not talk and not connect. And how are we going to continue to do that? Like with like not being able to connect with each other, with not being able to show ourselves online because the world is going to move towards that way anyway. Mm -hmm. So I think the best thing to, again, is like exactly what you said is just practice, right? Practice what you say and like do those scary things as we've been doing. And if there's this history of learning that hasn't been helpful, you have every single opportunity, every single minute hour to do something different. You just have to notice why you keep doing the same. Yeah. And I love Denise, you should share that you encouraged a lot of your clients to create their own social media, right? Or a second social media. Yeah. I think that's so important too. like reach out to a friend, like reach out to someone that you really admire. Like, like 
I know that like, so I, we really like Layla and Alex. They're these really <laughs> awesome people <laughs> that we follow on Instagram. I definitely caught their heads. They just don't know it. They don't know that we're actually friends. So. <laughs> yeah. There's so many people I follow on Instagram. I actually message them and comment. Like, I don't know if they'll ever see it, but I comment on them. So anyway, choose someone that you like, try to connect with them. That could be cool. If it's someone that's actually can help you out. Like if you are at the Paths of Goals team or community, we will 100% support you. Like I told everyone to create it. I like all of your posts. I watch it. I'm here to like guide you through it. And if you have like a community like that, it makes it way easier. Um, but we, we got to talk about it. We got to be like, Hey, I want to post. What do you think? And then we just kind of like all help each other out. Um, cause that's what ha- helped me here. Like Shanta, you told me to rip the bandaid, but you weren't like, go. You're like, Oh, this is cool. This is nice. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. I love encouraging clients to step outside of their comfort zone beyond just like the safe space of coaching. Right. And so just exposing themselves and sharing what they're doing and your friends will follow eventually. They always do. The ones who are meant to stay will stay. And the ones who are Mm -hmm. not meant to stay, they're going to go. And eventually they're going to be asking your advice. It always happens that way. I'm sure that your friends are always asking you for advice, Denise. (laughs) Always. They always look at it now. And so everyone's on their protein game finally after two years (laughs) of repeating it. (laughs) They're like, we got it. It's protein, okay? And now it's so funny. They know everywhere, like when we're about to go out to eat, they're like, Denise, this is the menu and this is what we're thinking. And yes, we'll walk to the restaurant. (laughs) Yes, I love it. Okay. And another thing that can really help, you know, boost up your confidence a little bit is photo shoots. Um, The team and I were actually talking about this over the weekend. And that was another thing that actually really made me feel so uncomfortable when I first started social media and this whole business. Um, You really don't have to do photo shoots to build a business. But at the time, because Instagram was very picture focused, um, I decided that that's something that I wanted to do. Um, And let me tell you, it was so uncomfortable. The first time I did a photo shoot, it was after a really intense cut. And it was probably like the best and the leanest that I've ever looked. Um, well, maybe not ever, but it definitely like the first time where I was like, damn, I need to take pictures of this. <laughs> um, well, I hired a photographer and I didn't really realize that he was like a, like an actual photographer, like a real photographer with like actual equipment. And so we went to the gym that I trained at every single day. This was when I was living in LA in the Valley. And we went like right when they opened And I was, I just thought he was going to bring his like, you know, little camera. He brought in the fucking lights. There was cords. There like, I was mortified. I was like, oh shit, what is happening? Like I, so many thoughts running through my head. Like people are going to think I'm a fucking fraud. People are going to think I'm a fraud. I feel, I just felt like I wanted to run out of there. I did not want to do it. And you could tell in all the pictures my face just looked scared. I couldn't use half of them because I was so uncomfortable. And of course, people start rolling in to work out. And here I am just <laughs> doing a freaking photo shoot in the middle of the gym. Like, who the fuck are you? You're no model. <laughs> you know? This is when you did, it was a lifting shoot, right? A lifting shoot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, was this in LA too? It was in LA. Yeah. yeah. It was Which, like, I mean, people do that in LA. I'm sure I you know, probably didn't I get know, too many people. That's the thing. Like, 
in my mindset, it was like, people, I know people do this, but I don't do this, Ah. you know? So it was that it was like, but this is not what I do. And so because this is not a regular thing that I do, people are going to know that I'm a fraud or that, you know, like, what is she, who's she trying to be like that type of thing. And, um, yeah, I could only use like three pictures out of like the 50 that he gave me because I just looked terrified in all of my pictures. Um, but that was like the beginning of like, whew, after that was over, I was so happy it was over, but I was like, I need to work on this because I want to feel confident in front of the camera and I want to do stuff like this. And now I fucking love it. It's so fun to me. I love it when we book a photo shoot. Um, and Denise has her first one, her first, not photo shoot, but her first bikini photo shoot coming Yay! up. Yay! Yeah. Too. Going straight for the yeah. bikini. Yes. Well, you inspired me, Alyssa, because you're like, I do one like each vacation. I'm like, well, how come I haven't ever done one? And I think here's the thing too, like we're never going to be able to like really capture these moments again, right? Whatever we look like. And I think sometimes people might be scared of doing a bikini shoot because they're like, well, I don't like the way I look or, you know, whatever that may be. But there's always going to be someone that you're like wanting to compare yourself to due to just social media or society. And the best thing we can do is just love our body for where it's at right now. Like, and that's one of my biggest things when I transitioned into like building more muscle this year, which has been so fun Mm -hmm. because then you get to like, feel good, feel energized and like see all that. I was like, okay, I'm going to book a photo shoot. And I also booked a half marathon. So I do this thing where I book things <laughs> ahead of time and then I work towards it. And so it becomes like even a more like fun goal and game. And you have to catch yourself if you start to feel pressured, right? So when you start to feel like pressured, like, oh my gosh, like, will I reach this goal weight? Then we have to look at other things going on in your life because then this goal thing just becomes a goal versus like, okay, I'm going to work on all this. And at the same time, I want to be able to run my half marathon. I want to be able to look really good in the bikini photo shoot. And so I have that all booked in October, which is really exciting. So if there's anything that you've been wanting to do that's new or you see someone else who does it and you're like, hey, that seems cool, like try it out. Like I thought, I think it's super cool that you guys do bikini oh, photo shoots. I'm so like, fun. they're so empowering. Oh, yeah. I've done, so I've done a boudoir photo shoot prior to oh. marriage. I got the, I paid good money to have like this whole Ooh. little book done. Okay. Fernando. I've done a pregnancy. <laughs> idea. Yeah. Pregnancy photo shoot boudoir. Okay. Like I'm talking naked with the, with mm. the wings. I've done travel photo shoots where just, it's more like travel, nothing, create no bikinis. Uh, uh, yeah, no, no, just like just fun, more like for fun with, with, yeah. with Fernando, more just like yeah. travel. Yeah, let, me, let me write this down. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. You yes, you definitely need to write this down because what a great way to connect with your partner and have those pictures of you guys just like just super sexy and like, oh, yeah. You're and, Kevin. like up. yeah, I'll let you uh, finish the list. Oh, like, no, yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, no, I know ahead. you've done them, you can, but um, yeah, and then most recently after having Camila. I was like, okay, mama, revenge body time. And so (laughs) we booked our first international trip without her. I got as much muscle on my body in in a year time frame as possible, did a six week cut, and it was so fun. Fernando and I, I mean, he he's such a good sport. Like he, every tri- trip we've gone on, he's more than down to do this photo shoot. And I was like, okay, we're doing like bikini. 
like, I want to be in a bikini with you on the beach. He's like, well, I didn't let me know. Like, that's <laughs> he's like, I didn't shred for this. I'm like, well, you're really just there for looks. Like, yeah, <laughs> for me, but you're there for like, I can. <laughs> so yeah, we did uh, that when that, uh, that was my first bikini. I've done boudoir, but that's really just for him and I. I don't think I've, yeah. I, I haven't really posted any boudoir pictures on my Instagram. But so this would be my first public bikini photo shoot, and it was just fun. It's so fun, um, and getting those photos back. It's like you're gonna have them forever. You're you're only this age once, right? And like you yeah. said, like Denise, I think you hit the nail right on the head. It's like such a great place or time to document those moments and you'll have them professionally taken forever. Um, but yeah, Shantae, I know. And then you can be your own motivation. People <laughs> yes. are always say, I'm, I'm not motivated or how do I find motivation? It's like, you can try your own motivation by scheduling in these things. Like what's something, well, like Denise said, what's something that you've always wanted to do that scares you a little bit, right? There needs to be a little fear there because mm -hmm. that's going to help drive the motivation. And then you work towards that you document it and then you have that and you're like, fuck yeah, I did that. And then you become your own motivation. I'm telling you right now, who I, I keep looking at all my pictures from literally <laughs> before like nine months ago or six months ago. <laughs> and I fire myself up. Like, I can't wait. I can't wait to, you know, kick things up a notch after the baby comes and get my revenge mom mama above body <laughs> and see what that looks like. And, um, it, it's so good to not need to compare yourself to anybody anymore. And you just mm -hmm. have pictures and evidence of yourself. So, um, but yeah, uh, with couples photo shoots. Mm -hmm. So if anybody needs an anniversary idea, Such write, a cute this idea. Shit down, write this shit down. And this happened actually by accident. So if you guys didn't know, my husband and I, we got married during COVID. Uh, we originally planned like uh, a casual wedding. It was going to be small wedding. Uh, we were going to plan, we were planning on booking an air, a mansion Airbnb where we're going to have the ceremony in the backyard and there was going to be a pool party. So non-traditional, but you know, it was still, you know, a good hefty chunk, even small <laughs> weddings are expensive, but, um, it obviously COVID hit didn't happen. And we used that money to buy a home gym and we had, uh, booked with a, the photographer and I'm like, okay, well, what the fuck are we going to do? Like <laughs> photo shoot. And we just moved into our new house. I'm like, oh, it'd be so fun if we got dressed up got really drunk and just did a sexy photo shoot at home. And so I, um, for some reason, my mom saved my prom dress from senior year. And so I, it's a long red backless so pretty. prom dress, really pretty. I went to get it tailored really short and I wore black heels and Kevin got dressed up in a white button down uh, shirt or long sleeve shirt and slacks. And we started drinking at like 10 a.m. And <laughs> we got really buzzed and the photographer came over. We were doing all sorts of poses in our empty living room. So it was like the backgrounds were really clean. We just had really minimal furniture. We went into the bathtub. We were, you know, um, in our room. And oh, my God, the pictures are so good. I even saved some pictures from J-Lo back when she was with um, that AJ, I think. Oh. Oh yeah, that relationship. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was so sad when they broke up. I don't really follow pop culture celebrities like that, but that was one where I was rooting for them. I was so excited for them to get married. Now she's fucking married to Ben Affleck. <laughs> but uh they had this sexy photo shoot and so we kind of replicated that and now we have those pictures. Uh, I have some in my 
closet and then I have some um, in our bedroom framed yeah. and they're so good. And actually Kevin had a, a really good time. And so ladies, if you're like, oh my God, my husband would never do that. This is what you need to do. You need to get his ass drunk and then come <laughs> after. He will, not, he will not say no to that. Like he will not say no. And after we did the photo shoot for like an hour, then we took an Uber to the wineries and just made a day out of it. And it was just so fun. And this was on our anniversary. So such a fun date. Oh, so good. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So I definitely okay. think that Andy needs to hop on. <laughs> oh, it's in our schedule. I'm just going to put it in the shared calendar. We share calendars to know what's going on. I'm just going to, it's going to happen. I love it. How does Andy feel about like photo shoots and, or how does he feel about your bikini photo shoot? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, he's super excited. He's super supportive. What's so interesting. And I don't know if many of just women's partners are like this, but for him, he does, he's not on social media at all. He's like, he is, he does not have anything. He does not check in anything. He's very much like living his life. And so anything that I do, he's super supportive. Um, but we definitely need to book a photo shoot. I just don't like, we do like fun photo shoots. I'd say, you know, like he's very good at being on camera. He's very like, he's very like, he doesn't give a fuck, right? Like he's just kind of like, I'm gonna just do me, which has been really nice and fun. Um, in, in front of the camera as well. Like, yeah, he's pretty much like that it. in front of the camera too. You know, something that now that I'm thinking about that I've said before too, I think both of you is that when I was on social, like doing now as a coach, being on social media, my best friends can give a fuck about what I do really. They're like, oh, like not in a bad way, but they're like, oh, Denise is just doing her. Like they don't think anything different of me, right? right. And I think that's what's important too, is that when you start to to post, whether it's for a business or entrepreneurship, like they're going to support you no matter what, because that's who they are in real life. Mm -hmm. Cause like Andy, same too. Like he, like he kind of just like scrolls past my stories. And he's like, good job, babe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Kevin and Fern's like that, but that's what I've yeah. seen in, in my oh, life. I'll scroll past my stories in front of me. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, excuse me, excuse me. Did you look at did you see what I ate for breakfast today? Hello. Yeah. I got the gist of it. He's like, I got the I'm like, are you kidding me out of anybody? You're not the one sitting and listening to every single word I say. No, oh that's just God. me and Denise. Just gonna... <laughs> yeah, that's me. Like, oh, oh my gosh. My what about Fernando? I don't think Fernando's super yeah. active on his social media. He's not really active on social anymore as much. Um but, but yeah, I mean, camera, he's not camera shy. He likes photo shoots. I feel like, does. yeah, I think he secret, yeah. <laughs> secretly, does. yeah, he secretly does. At first, he kind of gave me a hard time, but nah, he's all about it. <laughs> I think it's like in their like male instincts to like, oh, no, yeah. no, I don't like that yeah. thing. But then they're like, okay, I, like, all right, this is kind of cool. This is kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, so Kevin is definitely he's a he's a he's a good sport about it now because I've done so many photo shoots, but he always does the best with the ones that I give him alcohol. And that's what I'm telling you, ladies, like <laughs> struggle up. with your man, not feeling confident in front of the camera, just get him a little loose. And yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, just to kind of go back to what we were saying about basically contriving your own reinforcers, right? Contriving your own motivation and scheduling in things that you've always wanted to do or that scare you. Um, this is also another way to really help hold yourself accountable, right? Booking that thing, having it, ha having yourself work towards that, having a plan during that time, and then posting on social media for self-accountability. 
Um, and so these are definitely some tips that we recommend if you perhaps, you know, don't want to work with a coach or can't work with a coach, like these are things that you could do on your own to really help you stay as consistent as possible. Because if you're hiding in the corner, nobody's seeing you, guess what? Nobody's going to call you out on your shit either. And that's what, that's what it is too, right? Like if you don't post, nobody's going to see me fail. That's, that's also Mm -hmm. like a mindset thing, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think also, again, a lot of people are just stuck in that perfectionism mindset sometimes like it needs and I mean, I was guilty of that too. Like, I remember when I first started posting, I'm like, it needs to look this way or else like it's not good enough. And sometimes good enough is exactly what you need to do. Like, just do your good enough because action is what gets people to to where they are. And I mean, I always say this about you, Shantae, like for you, you like think about it, you just do it. You're like, here, <laughs> like here, here it is, you know? Um, and I've learned a lot from that. It's just like, don't think too much, just do, and then see mm-hmm. what happens after. Yeah. Careful with that though. It's it you in trouble with them. <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely been some times where I'm like, ooh. <laughs> but you learn. But yeah, yeah, you learn. Yeah. Oh yeah, 100%. That's the way that I learn best. Like, don't think, just do. And that's, yeah, that's how you learn the quickest, actually. Yeah. When you spend so much time in the planning phase, nothing ever actually gets done because you're so, you're perseverating over being perfect, over, you know, thinking about all the conditions that could go worse, that could go wrong. This is where like me and Kevin butt heads a bit because he's definitely like an overthinker when it comes to mm-hmm. assessing all of the things that can go wrong and good. And I'm just like, I don't want to think about it. Don't tell me. Let's <laughs> 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 just do it and see what happens. And I'm sure if something goes wrong, we'll figure it out. And so we're constantly like in this like talk. <laughs> Yeah, such a great balance. I love what you said, though. We'll figure it out. That's such a great mindset to have. I'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. Like you have to trust in yourself that you'll figure it out. And maybe the reason why you don't yet is because you haven't shown yourself that you could like, there's always this like inner dialogue already in your own head if you decide to listen to it. And there's already like subconscious things that you've been saying to yourself that you're going to do. So like start to notice it and then like start to make it happen and just tell yourself like, I'm going to figure it out. I think that's been my biggest thing on how I've been able to do things is I'll just be like, I'll figure it out. Like it'll work. It it always worked. It has worked. There's a whole past 30 years of evidence for me that it's been working. So that's such an important point. I know we've talked about this before. Um, When people get stuck with this feeling of being overwhelmed, right. And just like, Mm -hmm. just not taking action as a result. Mm -hmm. Right. So the feelings are so intense that they just default to, well, I'm just not going to do anything at all. And um, rather than, you know, taking everything that's in their brain, putting it on pen and paper, and then just taking the first step, right? And that in itself, that that whole sequence of of actions can, I don't know, I guess it can be intimidating or, you know, fearful for some people. Um, But having the mindset or even having the skill of, okay, nothing's perfect, but I'm just going to see what happens if I put effort into this and see if it, if, if it works out is, is a skill in itself that I feel like a lot of people could definitely work on. I think people just get paralyzed. They see this big mountain of what they want to do and they can't, they don't know what the first step is, right? They don't know what that first step is. And sometimes it's like, okay, just whatever that mountain is, break it down into little bits 
and just go, just take a step. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just take uh-huh. one step forward. A hundred percent. You don't have to always know what you're doing. That's another thing that people forget. You don't have to know what you're doing. You don't have to look like you're the smartest or the fastest or, you know, that's how, actually how I started. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing with anything <laughs> of this. Like, I was like, I don't know if I'm going in the right direction or what, but, you know, I know that I don't want to be here. <laughs> so, yes. I love all of this, you guys. Um, Well, any other last words or thoughts that you wanted to share, Denise or Alyssa, before we wrap it up? I would say, if you know me and you've worked with me, my motto, and I think the team has adopted this, which makes me feel so good as a coach, is start to get so comfortable being uncomfortable. That's kind of the magic, right? And start to say that you can do hard things because you have been doing hard things. And then like really show up and show you who you are. Like you don't have to prove anyone to anyone else besides yourself. And I have been repeating this to myself and I've been repeating this to the team and I can see that like your words matter so much. So keep telling yourself these things. Um, and yeah, do the hard things. Yes. Do I the hard it. things. Do something do hard, hard today. Things. That is your homework assignment, everyone. <laughs> do something hard. Do something that scares <laughs> that the shit out of you. Today. Yes. Do that thing cool. that you've been avoiding today. Cool. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for uh, listening. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Guys. Bye. Bye.